Y'all, 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 excuse us. Uh, we we trying to get shit situated over here. Don't mind us. Y'all just, you know, work 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 with your boys. All right. <laughs> anyway, it's your boy Wildcard Martin in the building. You know who that guy is. Chit chit chit. Detroit Mail, the man with the Grand Master Plan of this whole IOW network. Y'all just don't pay no attention to what's going on. Uh, you know, technical difficulty. Shit happens. Uh, work with a nigga. Anyway, <laughs> um. Let's get the preliminary shit out the way. Y'all going over to the website www.ioftenwonder19.com. That's where you can find all the information of anything IOW network related from the IOW Sports, IOW Sports Late Night Al Edition, Daddy Cooks, R Bop, LJ Presents, and all the many various things of material that we got coming down the pipe. All right. But hey, it's Monday. It is Monday. It is Monday. It is Monday. A wonderful day to be here. Glad to be alive. Glad to be kicking it with my boy over here. And we going to do what we do best. Talk shit about sports. (laughs) That's what we do. We love sports. So we're going to talk some shit. Uh, Not in that particular order. It don't even matter. Anyway. Weekend Roundup, of course, that we normally do on Mondays. Man, we did not get to talk about it on Thursday because all the craziness went down on Friday in the NFL. Right. Three teams, two trades. The aftermath of how the 49ers, Dolphins, and the Eagles look after such a wild day in trades on Friday. Uh, I mean, the news came out of nowhere. It's like mid-afternoon. It's like 130 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And just my, my phone went crazy. Said Dolphins trade the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers. And then 30 minutes later, they made another pick. So they went from uh third overall to 12th. Right. Then made a trade with the Eagles. Then went back up to the six. And the Eagles trade back to the 12th. Um, pretty much. Um, I'm just gonna break it all down at the of the whole aftermath. After all the trades, this is what every team um, pretty much got. So the Dolphins in year 2021, which is this year's draft, they got the number six pick and the number 156 pick from the Eagles. Mm -hmm. In year 2022, they got a first round and a third rounder from the 49ers. Year 2023, they got a first rounder from the 49ers. So the 49ers get after this whole trade of this year's draft, they get the number three pick from the Dolphins. Right. The Eagles in this year's draft get the number 12 pick from uh, the Dolphins. That was originally from the 49ers. Uh, They also get the 123rd pick from the Dolphins. Year 2022, 
first round from the Dolphins. I know it sounds like a lot, but that's pretty much just the whole breakdown of those two trades. Can't keep up with that. I know. Can't, <laughs> can't keep up with that. Don't worry about that. But I mean, it, calculate it. it is what it is. <laughs> Nigga doing calculus <laughs> right. in his business. Take the one to the two. Bite to the of my pie. <laughs> <laughs> 3.14. All right. So, listen, uh, you know, I kind of went over it on, on Friday's episode, a uh, late night aisle edition, but, um, you know, I had to get your commentary on the whole trade, big pro, because we did not get to talk about it on Thursday's uh, live stream. Right. Um, so I kind of broke it down into this. Mm-hmm. There's three teams involved, and I broke it down in the Dolphins' uh, uh, point of view from this whole trade. Okay, I like what the Dolphins did mm-hmm. because it speaks to what we've been talking about all pretty much that whole season of NFL this past season. Right, give to a help, mm-hmm. give him. Anything that he needs to help him make his life comfortable, more easier, right? Build around him, and I swear it's like everything we say is coming to fruition here now, <laughs> because we said don't give up on Tua, give him everything. Because like literally, um, I didn't see the breakdown of the um, I had a breakdown of the Dolphins picks, and not only did they they upgrade, um, in a chance to give him weapons this year. Um, if it doesn't work out for Tua, the Dolphins are set up in the next three years with so many picks in the first one, two, and third rounds. Right. If it fails, you have the opportunity to go redo it, mm-hmm. get a redo, and go get your quarterback of choice. Right. So I like what the Dolphins did. I, I like what they did, too. I mean, yeah. I, I think we kind of alluded to this before. And what it does, it shows that, like you said, they at least look like they dedicated to get to us some help. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they may be the team to beat. They're 10 and 16. I mean, they were just, they were literally right there at the, at the, look at, at the knocking the door making that, the playoffs. The potential that they have. Not only a lot of people look at trades mm-hmm. and draft picks linear. Yeah. But if you look at it from this standpoint, draft picks also can get you more players. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Draft, draft, what they call draft capital. Yeah, draft capital. So that's actually money in sort of way. It's, 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 uh, it can become monetary. Yes. You know, because you can you can package deals with draft picks to teams that really need draft picks and get the players that you want. Oh, yeah. So it's not just about getting the future star out of college. It's also about getting, you know, some of those stars already in the league with those draft picks. So they have the potential to build a powerhouse team. Yeah. I mean, and he already got a pretty good defense. And that's what I'm saying. You know, so 10 and 16. I got good decent defense. defense. So if I was there, I'd be beefing up that line. Because mm-hmm. you can get some monsters in the draft. And co- I would get a couple of veterans and then some out of the draft. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you got him protection. Get you a good, a, a decent, serviceable running back. It, it's, it's to his um, team to lose. And and that's what I love about this trade because it, you know they they kind of kind of shown uh, sometimes a lack of faith in them like mm-hmm. we said last year right. you know pulling being, them, putting them out pull, pull, pull them, them pulling right. them out at the you know the the right time or the wrong time in right. his case mm-hmm. you know with it in a one possession game you're pulling them in the fourth quarter to, right. for Fish Magic so now that you don't bring Fish Magic back Fish Patrick's in uh, where do you go again? Washington, right? yeah, he's in Washington, Washington football team now. Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse now 
there's no hey, uh, there's no crutch for it to to just swap in uh, Fitzpatrick no more. Right. To me, this is let's see what we actually have by surrounding him with talent. Mm-hmm. If he fails, we know where to go. Right. Because now we have engaged on who exactly we need to go get to to fulfill the most important position of any football team, which is quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and you know this. I'm not going to say maybe this upcoming year is put up or shut up time, but they they do need to see. Well, I say you need to see some kind of progress. Yes, yes. You know, he don't, I mean, he ain't, we, ain't, we ain't looking for him to go to the Super Bowl, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He needs to see some kind of progress. That's all. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm saying if there's some still, kind of forward momentum. Hey, if they still pulling him in the fourth quarter in a one possession game, then I think that I that to me says, Everything, right? Of, of of especially after making his trades to go get the help that he needs. So if this doesn't work after, then you can make that 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 talk come to life of saying, "Oh well, well maybe it's time to move on from Tua." I agree. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at this this whole trade in the Eagles' eyes. You know, I I've said it before, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think they doing enough to help Jalen Hurts. Well, they showed that they showed that last year. <laughs> Got him here running for his life. But not but look at it this way. So what have the Eagles really done in free agency so far? Get Joe Flacco. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that helps Jalen Hurts. Who wants that? <laughs> I'm just saying that we're exactly in that signing of Joe Flacco as one of your biggest offseason acquisitions. Helps Jalen Hurts. Okay, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. No comment. And, and yeah, <laughs> and with the sixth pick, I'm thinking the Eagles either a you're getting the cream of the crop choice of to go get a, a offensive weapon because let's be honest, I got a feeling first four picks are going quarterbacks. I think the Eagles gonna pick a quarterback. Oh my gosh, if they do that, I just, I just got that feeling. Okay, so quarterback. but if they go get a quarterback, why move back to the twelve instead of the six? When you got a better chance of getting your quarterback at the sixth than the twelfth. Oh, man, the Eagles didn't show me that. Oh my they god! Me, between Eagles and Houston, I don't have no faith in either either organization. <laughs> <laughs> Houston, a bomb fire, a, a fire, a dumpster fire. I mean, uh, straight straight doo doo juice. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey. I mean, Arkham Asylum over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I just I just don't get exactly. Now I, I will say this: They did in that trade, you know, and the breakdown. They did get some other future picks right. uh, from moving back, so they did get a little bit of draft capital. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but you need help now, <laughs> not right, not in twenty twenty two, not in twenty twenty three, damn sure not in twenty twenty four. Right, they need help yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> and not just yesterday. I'm talking about before. Week 12. Right, right. <laughs> they needed help before 2020 season started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think, man, I don't know, man. It, it, the Eagles, man, to me, unless they do something drastic in the up and coming days, I don't see them being relevant for a few years. <sighs> now, we see the new coach may do. You know what I'm saying? You never know. But so far, they're not showing sure they know what they're doing. I mean, I I, I'm just. And I I don't know I'm I'm just confused right on uh, on what what exactly 
is their plan? What is their 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 plan? Is no plan because <laughs> because <laughs> right now it looks like they just kind of just and and it sucks because um, Harry Roseman mm-hmm. is a GM, mm-hmm. I believe, for the Eagles. If it's not him, it's somebody. But they've been there for a minute, right? And they've been in the NFL game for a minute for for such a long time. They should know exactly. Where exactly are they going? <laughs> well, we uh, sincere. We we'll get to them in a minute. Oh, what's sincere talking you about? He said the Lakers in six. <laughs> <laughs> now we now we gonna get to them. Uh, sincere, you see that? You see the hat? I've, my 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 uh, my snapback finally came in. Uh, ordered it offline. You know my little Lakers joint popping off anyway. But we'll get back to them. But I'm not sure what the Eagles at what's their game. And I'm looking on on social media and. Eagle fans are like, what the hell is going on? But you can't blame them because Eagle fans are some of the most loyal and some of the most uh, pretty much uh, very, yeah, they rowdy. They're very vocal about Mm -hmm. their team. Uh, You know, their passion for the team uh, sometimes goes off into the deep end, uh, you know, with their prerogative. But (laughs) I'm with them. I'm not even a fan of the Eagles, and and, and I'm a fan of football. And I'm thinking, like, what exactly – is your game plan because unless you come out with some kind of miracle transactions over the next month and a half, I don't I have no clue what yeah, you're I doing. Mean, you got a young quarterback. So, you know, with a young quarterback, you want to get him a good line mm-hmm. and some weapons to throw to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and pretty much a good running back to case some pressure off of. Him. Yeah. So I don't see none of that. So I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, I, I guess build through the draft. <laughs> I mean, but still, you know how you know how unpredictable the draft is. Like right. you, whatever player you have in mind, yeah, but my doesn't always is, fall to you. Well, you need so many pieces. So many pieces. Building through the draft, you don't you you looking at you, only way, okay, you looking at doing that in a long term situation. Dude. Yeah. You know, you're not looking at winning now. If that's your is that's your plan. Yeah. Because you got they gotta fill so many holes. So many holes. And only got so many picks. Yeah. You know, now the smart move would get get a couple of vets in there. See what you're gonna do through the draft. And they ain't even done that, that though. <laughs> so that's why I'm like because my thing is at the six pick, you could there's so many offensive weapons that you could have oh, got yeah. at the six. I mean, I mean uh, Alabama you, got two receivers. You got Devontae uh Smith. Yeah. You got uh, Jalen Waddle right there. Mm-hmm. You got Jamar Chase from LSU right. sitting right there that mm-hmm. possibly could sit there at the sixth pick. Right. Uh, Kyle Pitts' name has been blowing up. His draft status right. has gone up, 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 and up and away. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 told it to be one of the next tight ends like a uh, Dan Waller, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Kelsey type right. of tight end. My thing is with the Eagles. Why not? They're already in, and they already got a good tight end. They don't even want to be there no more. And Zach Ertz. Man, I don't live in Philly. I don't care. You, you, <laughs> but I, I, know, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying that, you know, for the purpose of us being no, a podcast on sports. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, I, I, I think that, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to predict what some of these teams we think. I mean, you know, we talked about Chicago last week yeah. and stuff they're doing, they've done, ain't doing. Which, which, by the way, they went on a tweet and said, QB1. With a picture of Andy Dalton. Yeah, I saw that crap. <laughs> like, 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 you, like, 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 y'all motherfucking serious? <laughs> right. Is this a meme? <laughs> y'all trolling? Y'all right, trolling your own people? Y'all trolling each other? <laughs> Chicago, I mean, Chicago trolling Chicago. 
Yo, speaking of speaking of trolling, I saw a pic. It was it was a Chicago restaurant. Mm. They said, um, try our our ginger uh twist uh coffee or something like that. It was a drink. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they said they, they said uh they said best uh ginger thing in Chicago besides a better even better than our quarterback. So they already <laughs> taking shots at at Andy themselves. But the last leg in this trade is the right, San Francisco right. 49ers. Right. And once again, we have said on this show that it's time to move on from Jimmy G. And if this move right here isn't apparent that it's time to move on, I don't know what is. I agree. And, and here's here's my thing. So they try. I swear they're trying to throw out smoke screens because it, uh, for some reason, all these analysts and everything are saying 49ers going to go up and going to get Mac Jones. And I'm thinking, no, that has not, to be a smoke screen. I'm not even impressed with Mac Jones. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. First of all, they better, they better off getting Mike Jones. <laughs> Who? <laughs> right, Mike Jones. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> I'm just saying, like Mac Jones. So you gonna go all the way up to the third pick to pick an Alabama quarterback? We've got evidence that Alabama quarterbacks don't always translate to the NFL. Gosh, un- until you get the team around them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. That's why I love what the Dolphins are doing with Tua. They right. they are realizing, let's try to set up the same scenario for him. And you got to. So I put it like this on the, on, on the late night show. Mm-hmm. Even Patrick Mahomes benefited from being put in a, um, a succeeding situation. Right. When mm-hmm. you get to a team that is ran great from the top to the bottom, it benefits. Right. So put Patrick Mahomes on the Jaguars or the Lions. Right. He still be good, but he wouldn't be having the same success. The same success. No, it's, right. it's two different things. So mm-hmm. that's why I love that trade. I like how you take that shot, though. But no, 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 no. But, but come on, man. I mean, look at Matthew could, Stafford. You could left at the Jaguars. But I'm just saying, Matthew Stafford. You could left at the Jaguars. He spent so much time in Detroit balling. Mm-hmm. But where did he get him? Uh, a, a ticket to LA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a possible chance to get success somewhere else. <laughs> so. You know, we said on the show with Jimmy G that it might be time for him to go. And I mean, there's it, look, he's 22 and eight as a starter. Great. But when he got uh, traded in 2017, it was after the after the the, uh, the trade deadline. So he only played six games, went six and oh. Next year, 2018. What's good, man? 2018 got hurt, mm-hmm. missed 13 games. 2019 plays all 16. They get to the playoffs, but we all remember the the overthrow that possibly could have won him a championship. Right. 2020, he misses 10 games, and at the rate that they're paying him, he because he's getting almost 30, 32 million a year. Right. For you to miss so many games, so they're paying a nigga for vacation. Yeah. At some point, you have to move on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but my thing is, is don't sit up here in the media. And, and Kyle Shanahan said, "Jimmy's still our guy." How? Right. You, the writing is on the wall. Nobody want no broke leg, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Hop along, Cassie, Jimmy. Now, you know what I'm saying? I can understand restructuring his contract and maybe doing a Alex Smith Mahomes situation where, all right, so you got the third overall pick. Go get your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Have him sit behind Jimmy. But even if you do. I mean, what are you gonna, what 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 Jimmy gonna teach him? 
how to be hurt. Apparently, you know what I'm saying. Because in in my in my opinion, he's still prone to get hurt. Right. So even if you go get a rookie quarterback, whatever you think he learned, he's gonna have to prove it at some point. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's gonna get hurt again. Right. So you're gonna have to insert whatever quarterback you get at the third overall pick anyway in this upcoming year. So why even do that and save you the money? Get rid of Jimmy. I'm telling you, I bet you Bill Belichick's still calling. I bet you he's still calling. Mm -hmm. And and I bet you that you can make a trade, get some kind of trade capital for it, and still go help improve your team because it's not like the 49ers are that far away from the Super Bowl. Right. They're just an injury reserve list away from the Super Bowl. Let's just be honest. You're right. right. I mean, so you get all your players back from from IR, but you're still stuck with the IR quarterback. That just doesn't make sense to me at all. I I don't you know they can say all they want. Jimmy's our guy. Jimmy, I don't buy it. I I just don't see it. So you know, crazy, 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 crazy Friday of some trades that that are going to shape uh, not only the draft but it's definitely going to shape the twenty twenty one NFL regular season. Which, by the way, it's going to go to seventeen games more than likely. Yeah. How you feel about that, big bro? Ain't more football and more man. <laughs> hey, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I mean, it's going to probably take some adjustment. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it's not a lot, but that one game can mean the difference on, on teams that's on the borderline. That's the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be, right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the Dolphins. That's one more game you might, you know, you got to side sit your player or somebody get injured. Mm-hmm. You know, football is a brutal sport. It is. You know. But I, 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 I'm sorry. Um, uh, I saw the configuration. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty much taking one less preseason game, right? And turn it into so a regular season. Game. Game. It's, it's still, and that's why I'm not too up in arms about it. Maybe the players are mm-hmm. because if you're seeing all oh, 17 regular season games, but if you think about it, all you're doing is taking that fourth preseason game away, right? And just making it regular season. Um, the only issue that most players are going to have is those. Who are on the bubble? You're undrafted mm-hmm. free agents. You have one less game to get. One less game. To, yeah, right. That to me, that's not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. To me, that's the only detriment to any players. Right. That are going to um pretty much get uh a bad. I'm trying to find the right word. Just just a bad luck with right. this whole 17 game mm-hmm. schedule. Is because I mean, when you're talking about building your roster and and because it's 22 spots. Right. Well, let's, let's call it 33 if you had special teams. Okay. So there's 33 spots to actually get on the field. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, especially with your death chart, not everybody's going to be able to, to to get in on the rotation. Right. And so when you take one less preseason game, you know, that, that takes away people's opportunities to make the squad, to make the 53-man roster. So right. uh, to me, that's the only knock about going to 17, um, I wish they probably would have added. You're not even talking about doing like a, another buy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So you're still getting that one buy week. Okay. My thing is, is where exactly is the NFL going to start implementing those buy weeks? Because if if you notice, sometimes just cats that play four games and they get a buy. Mm-hmm. You know, so early in the season, right. and then they got a, such a tough stretch after that. NFL is going to have to find some, have kind to find of, some kind of adjustment to, to get through it. I mean, but really, 
it still might not be that. It still might be that different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're still playing the same amount of game. Yeah, still same amount of game. Right. It's just that it's gonna t- it's gonna be a more of a mental adjustment too. Yeah. You know. But I, like I said, like you said about the um, the cast that's on the bubble, it's gonna affect them, and it's gonna I think it's gonna come down to affect the playoffs in a way for those teams that's on the bubble in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I mean, you're gonna keep you're gonna see it tossed around down the line to go to 18 games. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's coming because one thing is that the NFL is a money machine. It's a business, and the more the more games you play, the more revenue that comes in. Yep. And if you can convince them 17, you convince them to go to 18. 18. Yep. You know. You're right. I mean, I think the magic number would be 20. 20 games. 20 games. Damn, then that's no preseason at all. Yeah. Because you're gonna eventually have to start knocking down preseason games to mm-hmm. make these games happen. So right. I mean. What you go down to one preseason game, and then uh, hopefully evaluate what you can in one game, and and then you just off to the races. Which they may games. go um, to uh, using the um, what they call it, the joint practice world, joint practice, joint the practice training method, and training camp. You know, switch the joint path. You know, you had a one preseason, game, one preseason, and just do more a lot of joint practices. That's actually you know because you can't you're still simulating. <laughs> New York. <laughs> hey, New York. Y'all, right. You're still simulating. The Mike got thing. executive over the year over here. <laughs> but I mean, that's 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 what it boils down to. When you look at what drives the world, mm-hmm. it ain't women, it's money. I know what Beyonce said, but it's money. You know what I'm saying? That's what rules the world. Yeah. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Dollar dollar, dollar, dollar bill, bill, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a point. So you know what I'm saying? You got a point. And, and the way the cash come in, yeah. The more eyes to see the game, the more games being played. And then you look at the TV contract. Mm-hmm. And think about that. Put that in perspective, in perspective of the TV contract. Buku. Now, Buku money. If you're looking at it being sent on more networks, mm-hmm. 16 versus 18. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. That's, that's, that's more money. That's more money. And it don't seem like a two games don't seem like a lot, but you're looking at billions of dollars. Now, I'm going to look at this on the player's point of view. Mm-hmm. Talk to you, talk to your reps, your NFL PA. Mm-hmm. Get, if, if the NFL is already making plans to get more money by you as mm-hmm. a players playing more games, then you as a players need to come as a collective unit, go to the table when the CBA is up and say, Oh, you want more games? We want more pie. We, we want more of the revenue. Sure. Right. I mean, just if they play in business, you players got to come together because you got a union. Oh yeah. Come together. I always say this, man. Come together and say, we are pretty much the product mm-hmm. that gets you rich. Right. Share more of the revenue. Mm-hmm. We the commodity. We the commodity. Mm-hmm. You want to get more guaranteed money on your contracts? Look, NBA fully guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. So when 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 uh, uh, Steph Curry signed that five year, two hundred million dollar contract, he's seeing every penny of it. Right. Players come together and say, "If we're the commodity, we're the product. We want better." And that's the key, better things when it comes to, that's the, to that's contracts. The key and all that NFL stuff. player. Uh, association to do, uh, work on is getting more guaranteed money. Yes, you know, I mean, it's come a long way. Oh, no, no, trust me, it's come a long way. I remember when, like Trey Aikman was playing, him, him, he getting three or four mil 
that was a big contract. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's come a long way from that. But I was what I was gonna say too is that I think the players in general need to change their mindset, even how they approach the game. They need to have a more business mindset. A more business mindset and look at it. Yeah, you might have played from Pop Warner mm -hmm. to high school up into college, college pros. You know, in the pros, yeah. and yeah, you love the game. But you gotta look at it from this standpoint. The game doesn't love you back. No. And because it doesn't, it's an investment. So I'm going in a mindset, six year minimum, eight year max. Yeah. All I'm playing. Let me get my investments. You know what what I'm saying? I get yeah. all the money I can get out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? When I hit that six year, I'm I'm thinking about retiring. If I still don't feel retiring, I'm not going past eight. Okay. So that way you still hopefully still have your mental faculties. Hopefully, you still have your physical, physical. Mm -hmm. you know, have all those things about you, and you still at a young age, we can still enjoy your money. Shit, going to your second life. You can go into a second. It's almost like a lot of people went into the army, mm -hmm. made a career out of it, retired, and then they transitioned. got that check, yeah. transitioned to another career, and make another check with a check coming in. Yeah. And that's how you got to make checks it. off a of check. Right. That's how you got to look at it. Let your money you work know, for itself. Six to eight, six to eight years. Yeah. In. And out, you know, broadcast through if you want to. That's another check coming in. Huge checks now. You know what I'm saying? Huge, right, checks, huge now. checks now. <laughs> and still have some investments going on. Shit, that 24 million Drew Brees gave back to the right. Saints don't look like nothing right now. <laughs> Ain't nothing. <laughs> oh, I got this good C uh, NBC deal. I'm right. good, cuz. Good. Yeah. And that's how you got, I mean, that's how they just, that's how people like talk, so they start talking to these kids from Pop Warner on uh, Talk Business. Look, let me tell you something. Yeah, you enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. It's a fun game to play, but the game doesn't love you back. You need to like think of this as an investment. They already look. They looking at you as an investment. Well, they at you as a commodity. Look at you in high school. Yeah, in high, oh, school, high school, you already. And that's what I'm saying. And yeah. just to pick back up, mm -hmm. start getting to that mindset about high school time because mm -hmm. once look look at how the business of being a top recruit in high school is right, getting you to the top colleges mm -hmm. to help make them rich mm -hmm. it's already a business it's already a bit so these cats gotta start getting business savvy that's what it's they, about, man. somebody needs to get in their ear get in a circle mm -hmm. and, and and get around these cats and say look i know you love football mm -hmm. i love football too right. it's a great sport mm -hmm. but if you are an investment so you have to start thinking business savvy wise mm -hmm. because it, you can't play football forever nope one wrong hit can either paralyze you or put you dead mm -hmm. let's be honest right so go get your bread get the best for you and your situation mm -hmm. and keep it moving keep it moving bro but there's some other transactions that went down over the weekend uh former chiefs wide receiver sammy Watkins. He signs with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I'm I'm a little perplexed about this move because one, you do need help at the wide receiver position. Sammy not the answer. Sammy's no. <laughs> I mean, he's still young. He's, he's still, still 28, young. 28. It's it's because all the injury. And he can't stay healthy. Too many injuries. And even a healthy Sammy Watkins and the style that the Baltimore play Baltimore play doesn't I don't think fits well. No, you know what I'm saying. So it's not really. It's almost wide receiver purgatory to go to Baltimore. Right. 
they they need a they need a different type of wide receiver. Oh, they need a whole different offensive scheme. Then, but see, the one thing <laughs> right, well, that's no, but I'm, no, one, I'm gonna keep it funky. Right, right. They need a whole offensive scheme because it's not like Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. I'm not saying he's a, the best receiver in the world, but get him in space, mm-hmm. he's a problem. Right. They rely on Mark Andrews so much. Right. You know where to go on defense mm-hmm. when you play the Ravens. Let's build. Let's keep try to keep Lamar under wraps in in the pocket and double team Mark Andrews, and you pretty much shut down their offense. Right. Stop the running game. Stop Mark Andrews. I got a W. I mean that 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 took me what all of five seconds to figure out how to beat the uh, the Baltimore Ravens you offense. Been watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't need to watch film. I just watched him play. I mean, I don't know if their their scheme is trash or what's going on with the offensive coordinator. Uh, either well, Greg Roman, I think he's still the offensive coordinator. You got to update something. That that offense is too vanilla, and so I mean, right. I think that move worked out more for Sammy more than anything. It's bad. He, he got he. I think he got like eight mil yeah. for a one year deal, and he's already hurt because he just broke his wrist signing the contract. So good luck with that, <laughs> you know. You know, there's a joke in, in the Kansas City Chiefs community. We call him Hammy Watkins because <laughs> his hamstring is always jacked up. If right. it's not that, it's his ankle or his foot or his knee. Right. Good luck, Baltimore. Still go out in, in the draft and go get something and address the issue or address your offensive scheme. It's so vanilla. It's so basic. Yeah. It's um <laughs> wait a few seconds. All right, run, nigga, run. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, Lamar Jackson can't be a magician in all 16 games. He can't. He can't it can't happen. I mean, teach him how to be a quarterback. Well, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. I don't want to harp on, you know, it's Lamar's fault, you know, by my blood. Oh, yeah. Can right. can he improve as a passer? Hell yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, what exactly are the offensive coordinator doing to help? succeed with him. I don't think they're doing much. You're just pretty much saying drop back. You don't see nothing open. Take off. Take off. And and that's not gonna win you nothing. I mean we see what's was was good with the Ravens the last two right. years in the playoffs. Come on, like come on. Uh anyway. moving right along. <laughs> yeah moving right along. Um and another perplexing move um for all you Cowboys fans out there. So you decide to go out and get three former Falcons and add them to your defensive side of the ball and hoping it was is going to be better. So check this out now. So Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. former uh, Falcons head coach, right, right. Uh, former defensive coordinator, back with the Legion of Boom for two years, right, right. Um, is now the defensive coordinator in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So he brings with him Keanu Neal mm-hmm. and Demonte Casey, mm-hmm. who played for him in Atlanta. <sighs> Where do I start with this one? So oh, um, Atlanta Falcons defense ain't, ain't been worth a damn <laughs> under Dan Quinn. True. So all you do is just throw uh, a star on on a uniform and think it's going to improve your defense. <laughs> so you so so pretty much you 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 got you got three people who was in, involved in the thirty first ranked defense. Mm-hmm. Then you add them to the thirty second ranked defense, <laughs> and you guys are talking about improvement. Fuck out of here. What are we doing? Well, here's what I say. Um, I think that um when you look at the highlights of both players, mm-hmm. um, Casey, most of his highlights you see, you know, tip, you can tip balls, yeah. overthrown balls, which is not actually a bad thing. That means he's in the right place at the right, right time. time. Which so I was about to say, yeah. Opp- opportunistic. No. So that's not really a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? 
And then when you see um Keanu um, Neal. Ke- O'Neal, you know, he's a hard hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's a good blitzer. Yeah. Um, so those things works well. So those are some good things about them. So I think my concern more be more towards the person who's who's guiding the ship than the players they picked up. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm not saying they are overwhelming talent, mm-hmm. but I think if you put say say you plug them in somewhere else, yeah, I think they will shine. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's more about who's guiding the ship. More about the players they picked up. So, you know, the Cowboy fans, y'all getting all excited. But Dan Quinn's still running y'all defense. And that's what I'm saying. So, so here's my thing. Yes, Dan Quinn was part of that Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. He goes to Atlanta. But what exactly, what evidence is, is there to say that he improved Atlanta's defense while he was there? I'll give you this. Matt Patricia was part of some Super Bowl winning team. <laughs> Went to Detroit. I mean, Super Bowl Detroit win. <laughs> Shit, they fuck Super Bowls. They was just trying to win a game. I rest my case. <laughs> they was just trying to win a game. Right. But here's my thing about, about Dan Quinn. Everything looks nice and dandy when you have Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, let, let's go off the names. KJ Wright, mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Browner, Richard Sherman. Uh, Cam Chancellor, mm-hmm. uh, Earl Thomas, um, uh, Cliff Avery was mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. Michael Bennett was up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Bryant was up front in that 2013-2014 time of Legion of Boom that was dominant. Went right. to two Super Bowls in a row, 1-1. Mm-hmm. And that's what got him that job in Atlanta. Right. What did he do in Atlanta? What exactly, what defense did he field in Atlanta that was anything close or remotely close to Legion of Boom? Nothing. But my thing is, you could take your scheme from Seattle, take your scheme to Atlanta, take your scheme to damn near Dallas. I don't care what you do with it. Right. But when Legion of Boom helped you get your name and that Legion of Boom didn't go with you, and you didn't create the same success at some point. You got to be like, eh, mm. who made who? <laughs> eh, who made who look good? Because, you know, all those things I just listed off could make Danny any coach look good. But my thing is, when you don't have that, what do you do? Right. And he didn't have Legion of Boom when he went from Atlanta for 2005 to about halfway of last season. Everybody saw how atrocious that Atlanta defense was. Matter of fact, they blew a lead against the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? So my right. thing is, is like Cowboys fans are up in arms. And, oh, Dan Quinn, Keanu Hill, Demonte KZ, we're on the up and up. No. <laughs> you took three no. cats. No. <laughs> you took three cats that was on a trash defense and added them to a Swiss cheese abysmal defense. And you talking about improvement? Fuck out of here. What are we doing? Well, let's look at let's, let's, uh, now we didn't trash um, Dan Quinn. <laughs> let's look at it from, from a standpoint of other pieces that they need. Those only two pieces. Yeah. So you, they gonna need other pieces to plug in there, you know. But it's something about Cowboy fans. They get they they do they do one move and it's a Super Bowl move. It's crazy. You know what I'm I mean, and, and that's I'm with you. I mean, let's look at it. I mean, you you um. Crawford, uh, their uh, D tackle just retired. Mm-hmm. So there's another hole. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, wait, wait, wait. You say another hole? Another hole. H O L E. That they got a plug. No, not a hole. No, no, no. That damn hole. No, no, not, no. Uh, but it, so Crawford retired. Right. Um, Randy Gregory can't can't tell if he's still going to pull um, the Josh Gordon can't stay off the weed type of shit. Right. If he's going to be eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, just got rid of Alden Smith, who actually was probably one of the best pass rushers last year. Uh, I mean, Tank. <laughs> I mean, he he's over there on on the other side, mm-hmm. and and pretty much is going to get double teamed. So your best pass rusher is going to be non-existent because right. he's getting double teamed. Uh, Kyle Vanderes can't stay healthy. Sean Lee can't stay healthy. Uh, Jalen Smith is probably the only true defensive star that they got or good piece that can right. go sideline to sideline. Where you expecting him to sit sit there and and ball out every day and. Just stop, Cowboys fans. Y'all pump the brakes. Quit it. Quit it. <laughs> cut, cut that shit out. Anyway, tournament time. Hey, 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 hey. I love it. I love it. When you hear the sneakers, that's all you hear. And Ben said, go blue. Go blue. What up, Ben? Oh, man. And speaking of blue, boy, I was the run that y'all damn Michigan basketball team is on right now is bananas. Juwan Howard has literally made history. The first player to be a number one seed and win a game. And now the first number one seeded coach to go win a game mm-hmm. in the tournament. Both at his alma mater, of course, right. go blue. Um, boy. I can't lie. I already had you out the tournament because once once Levers went down, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I was kind of shaking. I was like, he ain't lost Levers, man. Like, there's no way. Right. There's no way. There's just no way that they're just going to continue this hot run. And not only are they on a run, they smashing cats. Yeah, they smashed Florida State. I, I was surprised by that. I, I wasn't surprised they won. I was surprised that they dogged Florida State. They dogged them. Like, like literally drugged them. Mm-hmm. On the court, right. First eight minutes, I'm like, oh, this is done. I turned it off. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. Every, no, 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 no bullshit. Because I'm like, just look at the run that they went on to start the game, and mm-hmm. Florida State was just fumbling and bubbling, t- turn over here, turn over there. They right. couldn't couldn't get out their own damn way. I'm like, oh, they're about to get ugly. It's, not, it's gonna be interesting to see how they match up against UCLA. I that's gonna be a good game. UCLA been hot. And now they beat another hot team in Alabama. Ooh. Which was a good game. And we'll touch on that. Because literally, like, of the Sweet 16, so the eight games that played, six of them were just like, all right, the best team is just dominating. Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't even worth watching. Right. I mean, Oregon State, um, I mean, even though it's 65-58, that score is close at the end, but that game wasn't close at all. No. And, and I'm surprised at Oregon State. I'm like, Oregon State actually right. plays good basketball. Right. Okay. And not only did they play good basketball, they dominated a hot Loyola Chicago team. Because mm-hmm. Loyola Chicago has been hot the last few weeks leading up to the tournament. And then especially that big momentum of knocking down Illinois. I'm right. like, oh, they, that's right. a tough team to beat. Um, Baylor did what they... Baylor did what he thought they thought. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared to see who, who... The team that takes down Baylor... Is gonna be a top notch team, mm-hmm. like no doubt, without a doubt. I mean, they literally took Villanova 
and bullied them. Just bullied them. They were just more superior, athletic. They made more plays, and they just looked like they wanted it more, and and just just did it to them hard. Uh, that sounds fucked up. Pause. It's got to be a pause or something. Pause. <laughs> uh, Houston, um, man, they took that uh, Syracuse zone and squashed it. Mm-hmm. That Syracuse zone looks damn good against a lot of teams. Hey, buddy, <laughs> where you at, buddy? <laughs> buddy, where you at? I didn't see you, buddy. Oh man, could, <laughs> couldn't find Jim Bangheim and his son nowhere. Syracuse just got put the clamps down on them. Like Houston, just man, they taking it back to what was it back in the day? Five Slamma Jamma. Five Slamma Jamma. Houston, damn near close. I actually got Houston going to national championship game. Um, I had them losing to Kansas. Of course, Kansas fucked up my tournament, so I threw that shit in the uh-huh. trash. But I did pick Houston go to the, you know, on I, their side I, of the bracket. I, I so, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, the team I picked is, uh, was out. I mean, like I said, I said if Michigan, um, if Michigan um, go to the Final Four, I stand on this. Like I said before, Jawan Howard's get coach of the year. Oh, he should get a coach of the year regardless. I mean, when when's the last time anybody spoke so highly of Mr. Basketball? Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, Beeline was good. Oh yeah, but he he I thought he had like a glass ceiling. Mm. And it was only so far he could take that team. Right. And then, of course, we saw what the hell he he did in Cleveland Cavaliers, and then now he's not even in coaching no more. <laughs> I don't even know what's good though. But when you take somebody who that was so high high profile at mm-hmm. your school, being part of the Fab Five, right? You know, a lot of people could have easily said, "Oh, this this is a gimmick hire." Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is to get you know butts in the stands and and this right. and that and popularity. But you no, know, Jawan is dropping. Knowledge on these right. boys and got them playing uh, events, ball. Events that he picking Bella to win it all, just keeping it real, but still go blue. <laughs> I like that. I'm with you. <laughs> I, 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 Gonzaga still flexing their muscles. Uh, beat beat the dog shit out of Creighton. That shit yeah. wasn't even a game. Of course, you already said they about a dog walked. Oh man, dog walked. Dog walked. Dog walked. Um, yeah, that that game went. Literally six of these games are turned off. I'm like, it just just not even fun. Like, right. you know, I was already suited, and I'm like, man, I'm falling asleep. Like, get up, rock. Get up. <laughs> no, ain't no get up. Them niggas was down for down. Um, of course, you talking about Michigan um, dog walking on on Florida State. Right. Um, you USC man. Yeah. Boy, they did not even let Oregon breathe at all. Like their length. Is, is ridiculous. So I'm I'm excited to see that USC Gonzaga matchup. Mm-hmm. Now that is gonna be a real fucking game because I mean so let me ask you this. Yeah. USC beats Gonzaga. Is that a choke on, on Gonzaga? Well no, because it goes back to what we said before. Gonzaga always, you know, is they went from the from the uh, the Cinderella story 20 years ago to being a a a, a legit a basketball program in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, to me, and I, I'm with you sincere. I see a big shout out to John Howard. Go ahead. I'm gonna say this. I I just feel that they're they're limited to a certain degree because of the strength of schedule. Okay. Because their their conference is powder puff. They're gonna roll through that every year. We get that. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna go up against legit teams in right. the tournament. Right. So when you go up against top dog top tier teams in the tournament, they may be able to hang with them, 
but I don't think they're going to be able to win it because they're, they're not conditioned to play against the best of the best just because of their conference. So, so does it take uh, does it take a championship appearance or a championship win to shake that? I mean, just because they're mid major. So just by them being mid major doesn't matter. Okay, <sighs> so I'm saying because I I guess like look at it like this. Yeah, because a lot of people. When we say some people, not a lot of people, because some people are on that uh, this zag bandwagon, but you still have a lot of some people that throw in that one of the knocks against them is that they get into the tournament and they fizzle out. Yeah. And then, you know, going to your point about them being in the mid-major, um, you know, not really being challenged in a conference and stuff like that. So does it take, does a championship win shake some of those criticism off uh, or just a championship appearance? Well, I think a, a, I think a championship appearance kind of helps validate their progression. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense from, mm-hmm. you know, being, I mean, we said it over and over 20, 20, 25 years ago, they were just the Cinderella story. Right. Program. Right. But now to me, they have shed that Cinderella program uh, image totally gone because of the consistency of them being uh, a higher seed in the tournament. Right. Consistently. I'm just saying that they have to get to a point where they have to, up their non-conference schedule mm-hmm. condition themselves to play against top tier teams with top talent right? and be able to not just hang in the game, but win them mm-hmm. because until they get to that point, because right now I'll be honest, if they, if, if Gonzaga was in the pac 12, if Gonzaga was in the big 12, mm-hmm. they was in one of these five power conferences. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a different, term of scrutiny that comes with consistently just being in the tournament you know then you can say oh well you guys have hit your ceiling now just being in a a weak ass conference now you're just like i we got one of the top teams coming from a weaker conference Mm -hmm. we always got to keep an eye out on them because they can come up and upset us if we're one of the big teams in the bigger conference that's the same thing you say about boise i I, yeah yeah but boise used to knock them off though yeah that's the difference here yeah but see boise used to win those big games here's the thing though boise not playing all they do is play one game yeah true i hear you you i I mean i guess it's a it's an equivalency thing because they don't have a tournament, so to speak. I mean, now they got something close to a tournament, but back then, yeah, there wasn't a tournament for them playing. I hear you. So I don't, I don't know. Apple, I don't know. I don't know if it's apples to apples, but and, and I hear you. Mm-hmm. So, like, just to take that analogy right there, you put those Boise State teams in this playoff, they might win one. Right. I'm not winning the national championship, but it'll be nice. It'll be nice to see. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway. Um, of course, uh, man, shout out to Oral Roberts, man. The, talking about the yeah. darling, the Cinderella team of the tournament. Literally had, oh my gosh, when when uh, Max A. Smith got that ball and they, uh, the Arkansas defenders didn't do anything mm-hmm. to, to, to pretty much stop his, they had three seconds. He right. literally took it from the free throw line and got to the three-point line like that mm-hmm. and had a good look. And I'm thinking, like, where's the resistance at on right. the defense? Right. That almost cost him the game. <laughs> I'm like, where, where's the defense at? Because you know he he's the leading scorer in the, in, in, the uh, in all of NCAA. And I'm like, oh, uh oh. 
oh, like literally, that's yeah. how I was right. because I was like anticipating. I'm like, oh, he better knock this down when he got the shot. Mm-hmm. When he saw it, I started, I'm like, oh, he got a good look. Mm-hmm. Oh, this better be game. Arkansas literally hung on by the by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then of course, to me, the game of the tournament, UCLA and Alabama. T. Took it in the OT. Oh. Alabama, I think they went 11 for 25 from the free throw line, bro. Mm. And you lose mm-hmm. by by what, what, 10 points? Right. That's your game right there. It's your game. Because if you look at it, UCLA was up. Alabama was on the free throw line with like five seconds left. And mm-hmm. he missed both of them. Both. Yeah, that's your, that is, that's your points right there. Not only is that your points, but when you go 11 for 25, you're not winning shit from the free throw line. <laughs> free throw lines, guys, the fundamentals for basketball for you basketball heads out there. And y'all know this free throws emphasis on free It's right. free points. Mm-hmm. Go get your free throws. My thing is, if you're not shooting like if you're not shooting 90 percent from the free throw line, you're not trying to win. It's free points. No, no defender. No hand in your face. Right. Knock out the knock look, them down. Knock them down. You gotta you gotta take your head and just tune out all the noise and distractions around in the arena because we know the pressure of you being there pretty much by yourself in that moment. But mm-hmm. you gotta knock down free throws. I agree. You can't go eleven for twenty five and win it on one game. It's not gonna happen. It cost him that game. It did. It cost him that game, in my opinion. You because you, you you knock down ninety percent of those free throw attempts. Right, that game's not even. I, I it's probably still close, but you in a better position to win it. Because mm-hmm. now you just pretty much got lucked up on the guy making the free throw, uh, the three point shot to send it into overtime. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was bad defense by UCLA. He shouldn't have got that shot off anyway. That's just my opinion, and and I know uh, Mark Crone and the coach said something about it, but well, we're gonna be talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, "Oh, how at your boy." Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's get on to some NBA news. Of course, everybody's been talking about you know the trade deadline was last Thursday, and now that we've got the buyouts, it finally happened. Lamarcus Aldridge finally gets bought out from San Antonio, makes his way to the Brooklyn Nets. Right. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on, on get it off my chest on whatever everybody's talking about. But anyway, so he finally gets to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Andre Drummond finally gets his buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's going to L.A., y'all. He's <laughs> L.A. bound. And thank you, Jesus, because as a Lakers fan, I'm like, get something, damn it. <laughs> Do something. Because we don't know when LeBron's going to be back. Right. We don't know when AD's going to be back. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I hate... Kick that back, nigga. <laughs> nah, man. Like, you know, I got smokers call. Yeah. And I hate the fact the Lakers look just abysmal without either one of them two on. Yeah, they on. look like Gobosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. They they look like doo-doo <laughs> without AD and LeBron on, on, the, on the court. It's, it's, it's not even worth watching. It's not. It, it, it really isn't. It's, it's hard. They struggled with the, with the magic last night. Barely won that game. Yeah. Struggle with the magic, bro. The magic just literally traded away their whole starting five. Like two thirds of their team. Bro, Evan Fournier, 
Uh, Eric Gordon, uh, Vucevic, gone. <laughs> Vince say Drummond is a bum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Why you say that, bro? Come, come on, Ben. Hey, Drum, a bum, bro. Drummond is not a bum. He's a walking double double, man. He's going to get you fifteen boards. He's going to get you twelve to fifteen points. Like those, and, and that's important in today's game. Second chance points, uh, second chance opportunities to score. Right. More possessions because that that helps your defense out because you're not spending so much energy on defense. If you got majority of possessions, it's, it's clock management. That's almost like football. If I can control the clock, control the possession, it gives me more chance to score, less opportunities for my opponent to score. I like Andre Drummond to, to the Lakers. Um, Sincere said if um if the Nets win the championship, he won't hear shit from anyone about Brian making super teams. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to speak on that in a minute. I agree though. with you. And I, uh, Van said, look out for the Nuggets. We talked about that. The Nuggets? Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Van. Yeah, yeah. I do. No, I like the Nuggets because you got the Joker. So you got Jokic. I like Jamal Murray. I did add... Um, who did they add? Uh, <laughs> on a roll. <laughs> who, did, who did Nuggets add in the trade? Uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Then you still got Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the fact that they got rid of Gary Harris because I think he's a solid backup point guard to help run your offense with Jamal Murray's not on the floor, but that's not neither here nor there. So, but I, I do like the, yeah. the Nuggets, man. Uh, I got to hear this comment. Sincere said, KD left a contender to go to Golden State and now stacked in Brooklyn. I don't want to hear <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shout out, Sincere. Um, I mean, you're right, though. And I'm, I'm going to touch, like I said, I'm going to touch that on, on, on get it off my chest. Um, just one more piece before we get to to that point. Um, shout out to uh, our Cameroon brother, our Cameroon brother out the way of France. Um, for all you UFC heads oh, yeah. out there, oh, Francis yeah. Naganu, boy, he put the pause on that boy Stipe Miocic, knocked yes. that out in the second round. I mean, but you look at, I think this scene is uh, the tale of somebody watching the tape from the first fight. Oh because yeah, that first fight. You like he was tired, mm-hmm. like he was out at the club before you went <laughs> went straight to the ring, and and like you know because um my man kept putting him on the ground the first time yeah and he wasn't having this first the second fight oh no he wasn't having no it. this was a total opposite yeah he wasn't saying like no, I've been watching the tape nigga like literally the first round I saw the highlights first round mm-hmm. Francis nominated right like he he was setting it up that knockout in right. the first round already so when the second round came. He's just like, I need to end this shit. Mm-hmm. And I got to give Francis prop because, you know, I, I've been pretty consistent in watching UFC and mm-hmm. watching his career. His record is 16 and three. Now, I'm not going to say there was moments I'm like, I don't know if this nigga going to make it. <laughs> right. Just because, like, the fight he had with Derek Lewis was just boring as hell mm-hmm. and he lost in, in, in a decision. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, the first fight with Stipe, I'm like, man, he he looks outclassed. Yeah, he did the first fight. Yeah, I'm like, um, you don't belong in his in his octagon with him. But Van said to answer your Andre Drummond comment, he said, "Bruh, he's seven foot in a cr- in crunch time. He ain't he ain't it, bro. I saw him up close and personal. Oh yeah, because he was he was a pistol. Yeah, he's a pistol, right? Yeah, but hey, hey. The lights ain't bright like they is in L.A., bro. <laughs> the lights make you do different things when they point it on you. And then when Andre gets A.D. When the sun comes up. 
goes down on Santa hey. Boulevard. They're saying AD might be back in in a couple of weeks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could you AD two ADs, Andre Drummond mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis right. in your paint. Because AD uh, Andre Drummond can go ahead and take the five. Because mm-hmm. we already we are, I think we're all in the same impression. Anthony Davis don't like playing the five. Right. We we get that. That takes pressure off of that. Take pressure off them knees. And yes. Them Anthony ankles. Davis. Anthony Davis can do his outside game, shoot his threes, mm-hmm. shoot shoot your uh shoot your uh your mid range and let let Andre just clean up the glass. Mm-hmm. That can hold you down till LeBron gets back. Right. So I wouldn't knock on it too hard, man. Now I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because you, you know, seeing him up close in person with the Pistons, but playing with the Pistons is not like playing with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I need you down with that nigga. I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's two it's two different structures of how the organization is, is set it up. Is, is. I mean, but anyway, it's that time of the show, big dog. Is that time already? Oh uh, yeah, it's that time of the show before we get up out of here. At your boy. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Leo ass nigga. Uh, you got an hour now. Oh yeah, we had an hour now, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to make it short and sweet. Okay. So just to just to kind of sincerely kind of alluded to what I was wanting to talk about. Don't get it off your chest. Me personally, I am not one of those people who get upset at super teams. And this is why I say this. Have you ever worked somewhere where you knew you was the fucking man? Hey, I work at it. Yeah. All right. So I'm the same way. I'm the man. Now, how much pressure is put on you knowing that you are the man and there's really no talent around you? A lot. A lot. So what 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 is everybody's fascination on this in these super teams where it's like if I'm good, bet better yet, I'm great. Right. Why do I have to take all this pressure? Why does everything fall on me? Sometimes what's wrong with having your team improve? My thing is, is everybody should want their place of uh, that they're employed at to get better, to be better around them. I don't I don't get it. But I will say this. When you build a super team, you create your own pressure to win. Mm. When you build a super team, it's not just about winning games. It's about winning the championship. Okay. So Brooklyn, you're building all this team with all these former all-stars, whether Lamarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin are out of their prime or not. That's debatable. I think Lamarcus Aldridge is past his prime. I think Blake Griffin is on his way to being out of his prime. But when you bring all these former all stars together, you build your own pressure. You build your own criticism. Mm. Everything gets scrutinized to the tenth degree just because you guys did get together, especially in the NBA. Right? You know they want to talk about oh LeBron did this. LeBron ain't the he ain't, he didn't build the whole cachet of building a super team. Cats was building teams with one, two all-stars before LeBron even got in the league. Let's be honest. 96 Bulls, those those teams in the 90s, yes, you want to sit here and just say MJ and Scotty. But when you when you acquired Dennis Rodman, you won, just acquired the best defensive player in the league. Mm-hmm. You acquired the best rebounder in the league. Okay. You got some of the best of the best. When you add Steve Kerr, you got one of the best sharpshooter three-pointers in the league. Mm-hmm. So you can't sit here and just say that, oh, it's not a super team just because 
is Mike and Scotty and a whole bunch of role players. No, you got some of the best of the best at that position to do what they need to do in their roles. Building a team is building the uh, getting your puzzle puzzle pieces together <laughs> right. to get the ultimate goal of a championship. I don't have a problem with super teams, but people need to realize when you build a super team, you have to win. You create your own pressure. So you can't be mad at the criticism that comes when you don't win the championship. So all you Nets lovers out here that love the Brooklyn Nets, look, love them. You better love on them. But don't sit up here crying and whining when they don't win the championship. If they don't, I'm just saying, you got to win the championship when you put teams together like that. Got to win it. That's why why people ignore saying it was a super team with Chicago. But no, he... When you bring some of the best players to do what they do and you put them all on one team, it's a super team. But the difference is Chicago won. Chicago had that pressure, <laughs> but Chicago won. All right. Let me read so the Nets got to win, quick. too. I know they I, people going to have rebuttals. So First, I, I got to read bring, the, this Bring one. it on. Um, ben, and then we get to what he said about your comment. Vince said, uh, when it go talking about drumming, um, when he goes head to head with Embiid, he turns into a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, hey, hey, Embiid did the same thing. I saw Embiid make Rudy Gobert look like a straight bitch this year right. when, when the Jazz went against the uh, the Sixers. Then he said, "Bruh, Kerr was a role player, man. Cut it out. Oh, come on. He was Kerr was a journeyman. Ben, you know good and damn well if if Kerr was getting a shot behind the three point, it was damn near close as automatic." Come on, Ben. 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 Bro, what? Ben, come on, man. I ain't going to tell me um, be that Armstrong with the man. <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't going that far. I ain't going that, nah, that far. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That nigga's a role player. <laughs> BJ Armstrong's a role player. <laughs> Curry, he'll light you up. Tony, t- Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc, yeah. They had they rolled, but they were the best at that role. They had probably some of the highest three point percentage shooting rate that year. You're just going to get your opportunities to shoot threes when you got MJ and Scotty. So in order to be the best, it's not only that too. It's it's the triangle offense designed for you to get those to do that. But I mean, look, I don't have a problem with super teams because I'm like you. I felt like I was a man at my jobs. But sometimes I don't like all that pressure and motherfuckers coming up to asking me, you how what should I do? What should I do? I ain't your boss? I'm just an, I'm just another <laughs> nigga trying to get my, my paycheck like you. Right. But sometimes it's good to have other people at your job working with you that match your your talent, that right. match your intensity, that match anything that you can do, because that takes away from that bullshit that you gotta deal with. Uh sincere so said, you right, Mel. Fuck them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Ben said, "BJ Armstrong at least um, made it to an All Star game." So, well, making it to All Star game is 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 the is a marker of whether you you made it in the NBA. Came Come in on, All-Star. we we see what the All Star game is now. That's just a fucking pickup game at the YMCA, <laughs> just televised. Stop it. Uh, making a to to me making an All Star or a Pro Bowl doesn't signify nothing. My thing is, is it it just gives you a label that says you can hang with the best. Mm-hmm. It don't mean you the best. It just means you can play with the best. I mean, 
getting a contract so you can play with the best. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I'll take a contract. He said, but Kurt never made one. <laughs> oh my gosh. This guy, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I love you though, my nigga. <laughs> Matter of fact, man, you need to bring your ass back on the show as soon as you can. Um, anyway, I love the chatter, but hey man, y'all, y'all let these super teams do what they need to do. Because at the end of the day, it don't matter who they got on this on the team. Mm. Gotta go win. Yeah. Still gotta, gotta, gotta go play. Still win it. I mean, end of the day, just because you're the most talented team don't mean you'll be the best basketball team. I mean, I agree. Hey, you know, talent can only take you so far. I mean, it, it just 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 look how look at the five five. Look, look how one and done teams doing the tournament. Look how look, Look how many times John Calipari has won a, uh, won a national championship mm-hmm. at Kentucky. Let's just say Kentucky, right. just because he he pretty much fathered in this one and done little situation. Mm-hmm. He's only won one. You can have all the talent in the world. You have to have the best team. So, got off my chest, motherfucker. Holla at your boy! Say it with your chest, little ass nickel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I, I, I love the interaction today, fellas. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Um, that's that's our show for today. Um, we're gonna wrap this up. We actually got another show planned for I Often Wonder today. We have a very, very special guest in studio, our first in studio guest, man. Right, right. Um, so please, please stay tuned. We got a local hip hop artist coming out of Raleigh, North Carolina, Molly the Great. We're gonna bust it down with him on the I Often wonder podcast show but until then folks it's your boy wildcard mar i'm going out the building that guy right there detroit male the man with the grand master plan of the whole iow network until then people y'all be good y'all stay blessed love somebody hug somebody peace the iow network Oh.